You've been living here for two years now. What exactly do you think we are? I don't know. What do you think we are? I asked you first. All right, Angela. You want to know what I think? That's why I asked. I think we should uh, take this here champagne over to the fireplace and discuss it. Maybe we should. Hmm. So? Oh! oh! <laughs> what is it? My stomach, it's killing me. Oh, oh my God, I poisoned you. <laughs> oh, God, you're burning up. I'm calling the doctor. I don't oh. want to hear any macho arguments from you. You are too sick. Oh. You need professional attention, Angela, and I... could you call a doctor? Right. <laughs> Some clam bake. <laughs> wonder if there are any leftovers. Oh, Angela. Oh, oh. Wow. Happy anniversary. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to... Hey, yo. Oh, hey. The Who's the Boss podcast. I'm Tori. <laughs> I'm Kevin. And we are here to rewatch and discuss every single episode of Who's the Boss? Now, even though we have one more episode to go this season, I'm going to say we're at the season finale. Oh, yeah. That's, I, that's a good point. Yeah. I mean, this is technically the season finale. And if you watch this, if you're watching in order on Amazon Prime, um, the episode before this one would be Charmed Lives. But according to air dates. The, the anniversary show, which is the episode we're covering today, actually aired before Charmed Lives. And I really mm-hmm. feel like this is the season finale, and then Charmed Lives was a kind of pilot for a spinoff. Yeah. So we are going to cover that episode next well, time. it was. It was a pilot. Yeah. It's a pilot to a spinoff. Like okay. It's, it's barely who's No, I thought one. you said it was like a pilot. Well, yeah. I mean, it's like I mean, a... it was. Yes, it's just not like a you know a normal pilot, right? Because it is like part of who's the boss, right? Right. I see. Um, I see what you're saying. So yeah, we will cover that next time. Um, and that, then the, that'll be an eight minute show. I know. <laughs> oh, somehow we're probably going to manage to still talk for thirty seven minutes. Well, yeah. That'll be short. I, think, I feel like I'll have a lot to say about but, that thing, even yeah. though because it's um, bizarre. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, it's, I have one mention, which is that, so I listen to every, the day after we record the podcast, I, I export it to an MP3 file, and then I listen to it um, to make sure that I didn't have any holes or anything before it goes. Or do you just make sure I didn't sound like that much of an idiot? <laughs> right, then That's I, really I, what you do. I cut out about 37% of the stuff that you say, but you okay. don't know that <laughs> no. because you never actually listen That's to the fine. episodes. Um, That's not true. <laughs> But so I was listening to us talk about the Helen Keller joke from The Unnatural, uh-huh. and I realized that now I get the joke. Okay, good. The, jo- <laughs> the joke. No, because I don't. Well, the joke is that Helen Keller would be able to feel it because she punches him, and then she's running on her hand. What? 
Who are you running on her hand? Because she's making, when she's talking about the hit and run, oh, okay. she's, she punches him so he would feel that. And then she's running on her hand. So I think the idea is that Helen Keller, since it's something that you can feel the sign that that's why she would get oh. it. I'm not saying it's funny. I'm just saying okay. that now I understand the joke. By listening to us two, the two of us idiots trying to figure out the joke, I then got the joke, kind of. I see. <laughs> anyway, so if anyone was like, these people are so dumb, it's because she could feel it, then I get it now. And so I just wanted to make sure that we put it out there. That we did. All right, well, it's out there. At least half of us did understand the joke. It's out there. Afterwards. Okay, so today we are covering season two, episode 25, The The Anniversary Anniversary Show. It first aired on May 6th, 1986, and the TV Guide summary says, Angela is caught off guard when a groggy Tony mutters, I love you, to her as he's going into surgery for an appendectomy. Just yeah. so everybody knows, tonight, because it's the anniversary show, we're having gin and Tom. <laughs> we are, yes. <laughs> um, I don't yes. know why I felt the need to say it, because it's special. It is a special night, special episode, special We're drink. out of champagne, so we're having gin and Tom. Yeah, right. Is that what they were drinking in the... Yeah, they were. They were having champagne. Yeah. Um, this episode was written by Robert Sternin, Prudence Frazier, who are married, and then right. Ellen Gylis. Right. It was like everybody, all hands on deck for right, this episode. Right, because this is the anniversary episode <laughs> yeah. we need. We need three of our top writers in here. Yeah. And I'm super excited because for the first time, I have, so on the website, Who's the Boss Resource, which oh, yeah, I mentioned right. before, yeah. which is now defunct, but that you can still find some information on it if you go through the Wayback Machine. They have, somebody wrote up a transcript of the actual final draft of the script. So I have the final draft of the script and I went along with it as we watched the episode. So there are a few things that I'll mention that I thought were fun or cute. Some things that are cut out. And then also some of the uh, prompts for the actors during the anniversary dinner part, which I think will be kind of fun to go over. So when this episode opens... Tony's making breakfast for everyone. Um, and I guess the kids are eating eggs. And then he hands, he puts uh, French toast on Mona's di- uh, dish. And he says, eggs just the way you like them. And Jonathan, who we know does not like eggs also, says, those right. aren't eggs. <laughs> and Mona says, that's just how I uh, like them. That's just the way I like them. Yeah. So she got French toast, which technically is still egg. I mean, there's egg. On the outside. Well, as we saying, eggs the way you like well, them. That's true. French toast, right? Which French is toast. the way you make where you where you can barely you use taste eggs the eggs to egg. make French toast. And Mona. So now in the script, which is not in this opening scene, Samantha takes a bite of her breakfast and then starts doing a cheer, oh. and it's because she's practicing for her big state drill team finals. So they bring up the drill team here a little earlier in the script, but that was cut out of this episode. So instead, we go straight to Angela coming in the kitchen, all dressed for work, and she says good morning. And another thing that I thought was cute in the script is that it just says they ad-lib good mornings, Mm. which makes sense. Like, why would you really want a script? It's much more natural for them to all just be like talking over each other and say good morning. Um, so Tony asks her what she would like for breakfast and she says just juice and coffee and he does he shows off a little bit by 
whipping a little uh, dinner napkin that he has right. over, over her the breakfast. Juice and yes, and it is in coffee. fact just juice and coffee. Wow, it's two years. He knows her, right? Yeah, yeah. well, he should. <laughs> it's two years had for breakfast for two years. Um, so Angela taps on her glass. She would like to make a toast, and that is that. The toast is that Tony and, and Samantha have now been there for two years, and the yeah, anniversary right. is coming up. And she would like them to all have a special dinner. So they're all very excited. Where are we going? This is awesome. She says, it's a week from Friday, and I'll Where be are we cooking. Going? <laughs> <And> immediately. <Yeah. laughs> and Sucks then, the air right out of the room. <laughs> yeah. Right. As soon as she says she'll be cooking, everybody's like, oh. No. So Sam was the first to say that she can't make it. And Tony's and like, come Okay. Yeah, right. No, I'm sorry. Wait, I was going to say what you were going to say. Well, yeah, Tony's like, come on, it's not that bad. Right. We'll just, it's not that bad. We'll just get, he says, we'll stock up on Pepto-Bismol. <laughs> um, but Sam says, no, I can't go because next weekend I'm going to New London for the Drill Team Championship, which ties into her doing the little cheer in the script, but not didn't make the episode. But the, Oh, it's interesting. But I was thinking... If your kid is in the drill state, I mean, drill team state finals, aren't you going to that? Yeah, I think everybody's going. <laughs> yeah. Like, they're just like, oh, that's cool. I didn't even know you were have doing fun. that. Have fun. And we're not coming to watch you. So have a good time. I hope you do well. Right. <laughs> um, so she says that she has that. And then Angela's like, well, how about the following Friday? Mona says, no good. I have a wet t-shirt contest. Of course, Mona has a wet t-shirt contest. <laughs> What other 50, what, are you, what, are you, what is Mona, 50-something Yeah, at this point I'd say she's 57, 58. Yeah, going to a wet t-shirt yeah, contest. hey, why not? I you know. know. Right, sure. Um, then she says, what about, what about Saturday? And Tony can't because that's his bowling night. He's got to go hang out with her, Whitner. Oh, yeah, of course, because the, that's the big bowling team. And now Angela's getting a little bummed because she's like, well, I really want to cook this special dinner you know, okay, let's just do it next month. But Sam, she figures out she can save the day here. by If she just excludes herself, then everybody else can have the dinner. She doesn't have to eat it, and Angela won't be sad. So Sam's like, don't change it on my account. You guys go ahead, and, um, you know, I'll send you an anniversary card from New <laughs> London. And then she looks at her dad and says, also a get well card. What get well card. Hmm. Again, a, a poke at uh, Angela's cooking. Right. And a peek at what actually will happen in this episode. That's right. So in the script, there's another little piece that's cut out, which is Tony saying, or we could just do what we did last year. Angela says, I forgot it last year. And Tony says, I know. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually funny. It is. That would have yeah. been funny if they had left that in. Yeah. So I don't. Now, I know that these episodes are cut down um, for syndication, so most of what we see streaming is never the actual cut that originally aired on broadcast, uh, but a lot of them are pretty close, but I actually don't know if these scenes were not shot or if they've just been cut, mm, if they were cut in the yeah. editing process right. or if they've been cut out of um, syndication. For, oh, that's a good point, yeah, for one reason or another. But we'll never know unless they actually release those shows on DVD. So, which that equals we'll never know. Right now, unless the Ruby 
Ruby, why the can't I talk? Have another sip. That's another thing I noticed when I listen back to these is I say so many words wrong. Sorry, guys. Um, That's okay. It but could be, it could be me. Unless the reboot does well and then they get all of the uh, series on DVD. You think I would notice if you said words wrong, but I don't. No, I. We just cruise right along. <laughs> we do. I know. I said somebody's name completely wrong on the last one, and, and I, I was I just, like, I had no idea. I wouldn't be surprised and, if I repeated their name wrong, mm-hmm. not knowing that you said it in the first right. place. That sounds like something I would do. So now it's Friday. Yeah. Oh, and it's, it's Friday. It's the actual yeah. anniversary day. Yeah. Tony's singing a little happy anniversary to me. Right. Whatever that's about. <laughs> He's very exciting. <laughs> but in the, to the tune of happy birthday. Right. Um, and then he can't go in the kitchen because it's on. Right. <laughs> yeah. So he pushes on em- the kitchen door em- em- and it won't in open. Emerald's in there doing his thing. <laughs> so he's like, Angela? And she's yelling, go away. <laughs> and he's worried. Is, is everything okay? She's like, I'm cooking. So he's like, okay. And he asks her, did you figure out how to use the meat grinder? <laughs> And she says, I'm an intelligent, capable woman. I can read directions and use a simple kitchen appliance. <laughs> Cut to. Right. Cut to her stuck in the meat grinder. So What's awesome is that he could just easily pull that kitchen door open. It's just, It opens both ways. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. Really but wants. you'd have to cram your fingers in like the crease uh, to try to get a grip on yeah, it. Yeah. Tony Danza could figure it out. <laughs> True. I mean, Tony Miss Sally. Um. So, but anyway, sorry. Yes. Yeah, so the the, the the ties in the meat grinder. Yeah. So she's grinding up meat. Um, and her tie. To make pate, I guess. So she's making beef wellington, but I'm not exactly sure. I know beef wellington is some kind of beef wrapped in like a pastry. In a pastry, yeah. But, but do you grind it up? I Maybe the pa- I maybe it's pate and that's for a side dish or something. I'm, uh, not, I'm actually not sure. Yeah. We won't try to understand it. Yeah. But um, but the but, but I mean side note, why? I mean if I'm cooking a meal, I'm not wearing a tie. <laughs> well, Angela doesn't ever not. I mean she's dressed up all the time. Yeah, but why? But wearing a tie trying to cook a meal. Maybe she just got home. From she's work. all. She's. But uh, I got it. I can't Although, even. Although you take, know what? I think she took Friday off. There's no way she could have gotten this meal done. You can't cook a whole meal, a whole beef Wellington, and work no not angela unless she's working from home that day but i mean she wearing a tie because angela would wear a tie to the pool like it's just yeah it just seems odd yeah so she's now stuck in the meat grinder she somehow fed her tie into the top of the meat grinder as she was going along and now she can't get it out (laughs) um so her mother comes in and she's relieved to see her like oh thank goodness hi mother and Mona doesn't even notice at first or just ignores what's going on and says... <laughs> just doesn't care. Says, I'm filling out my organ donor card on my new driver's license. Anything you want dibs on. And she's, the way mm-hmm. she's positioned, Angela's face is like right at her boob level as she's saying this. And Oh, that's fine. I didn't even notice that. That's funny. <laughs> and Angela's like, have you noticed that I'm stuck in the meat grinder? <laughs> uh, so Mona just... She doesn't even, like, play. She just goes straight over to the drawer, gets out a pair of scissors, <laughs> and cuts the tie. Right. Like, what, what else are you going to do? Yeah. I don't, I don't know if she thought she would help her reverse it, but Angela couldn't go get the scissors. So, thank goodness Mona That's showed up. That's a good up. point. And she was trying to pull. 
Maybe and she would have reversed the green, the meat grinder. The tie still looks cute though. Now that it's cut, it's now it looks like just sort of a little, <laughs> little uh, bow or something. <laughs> yeah, sure. But Mona's like, you know, uh, you're you're my daughter, and I love you, and you're great at a lot of things, but cooking is not one of them. So she's like, please just let Tony take this over. Nope. But Angela says he's cooked for me every day for two years. So like it's my turn. And Mona's like, this is how you repay him. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also very nice. It's a nice It is a very nice gesture. For the anniversary that she actually cooks the meal and not right. Tony. Um, it would have been a nicer gesture if she had just ordered sushi. So out yeah, in the so living taking room. taking them out to dinner. Tony is. and I w- Shining the silver. Yeah, and I was curious as to if this was really in the script. And it is. So yeah, he's polishing the silver and then he looks at himself in it. And says he'd make a great silver dollar. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> Tony. So if you look in this shot, you can see that a portion of Tony Danza's eyebrow is missing. So what I've been able to gather from the internet is that it was from a role. I guess, I don't know if it was a fight scene or something. And maybe he had some mm. sort of like prosthetic over his eyebrow, but they had to shave like part of his eyebrow. Oh, interesting. Yeah. But you, I don't. I don't understand why they wouldn't have just colored it in a little bit with some. <laughs> just some throw them out there. Glossier boy brow or something. So it like. I don't think they had glossier yeah, boy that's a good brow. Yeah, point. Then. <laughs> um, to, go out on a limb and say that. <laughs> like make it look a little less noticeable. I really noticed it in the hospital scenes, but then I went. We looked at the beginning of the then episode. Then we were wild, yeah. Yeah, and it that. is still missing here. Okay, so he's admiring just how handsome he is and how great he would look on a silver dollar. On a silver dollar, which makes no sense. It's just a silver platter that he's looking at himself <laughs> in. Oh, great on a silver dollar. <laughs> when Jonathan comes downstairs in his full trailblazer little... I know. Uniform, like, which I guess is like... It's the Boy Scouts, Yeah, right? it's supposed to be Boy Scouts. But it's trail, but not. <laughs> trail blazers. Oh, gosh. Um, and he says, you remember the camp out this weekend? And he's like, yeah, the one you're not going to because you don't like to sleep on the ground and you don't want to dr- make your own bathroom. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm with you, Jonathan. And he, uh, he's like, no, I, yeah, well, Mom let me go and... The doorbell rings and he answers it and Tony's like, well, why? I don't know that you're going to be able to hold it that long. Like, why do you want to go? Right. But when they answer the doorbell, it's because Jenny Whitner is standing there in her little trailblazers uniform. So I guess the trailblazers were. Well, yeah, it's a good point. What, like yeah, the Girl Scout and Boy Scouts. It was yeah. just trailblazers. Just like, yeah. We're blazing trails whether we're male or female. I like that. I yeah. do too. And so it's a sort of co-ed camp weekend. And mm. so now, since Jenny Whitner is showing interest in him, he's he's ready to go. He wants to go. So, um, mm, poor little Jonathan. <laughs> and I like he's got his little raccoon hat on. I know. It's so cute. <laughs> so, Tony's like, don't worry. I'll, uh, I'll put the fix in with your mom. Whatever that means. Yeah, I don't know really sure. So, Tony's like, I, I get it. I get it, buddy. And then Jonathan says... You should see her without her glasses. Oh, yeah. It's always <laughs> so a deflating moment in these episodes. The other, okay, so there was another part of this script that was cut. He didn't say that part, but instead, Jenny says, he says to Jenny, Do you want to help me pack my duffel bag? She says, Sure. And then to Tony, she says, I can't say a no to a man in uniform. 
And then uh, she runs up the stairs oh, to Jonathan's room. Oh, that's much better than the glasses comment. To go get, to help him pack his duffel bag. And then Jonathan says to Tony, I love those socks. <laughs> I mean, so, <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait so, a minute, what? That's, I don't know if they thought maybe the sock comment about a little girl might be too creepy. Oh, yeah, a little bit. But, I don't know. I don't like the glasses comment only because then the point that it's saying is like, oh, you know, you you look more attractive without glasses on. So, I don't know. It, it's fine. It's it's benign. It was the 80s. But right. I think this is just another something that people realize more we, today. we got to move on from we it. Did. <laughs> we got to let it go. Back then. Um, okay, so... I'll put the fix in with your mom. So, now we've lost Jonathan. So, now Samantha right. will not be at the anniversary dinner. Jonathan will not be at the anniversary dinner. So, so who's so left? Tony goes into the kitchen where Mona and Angela are in there. Angela's putting the finishing touches on her dinner tonight. Whatever that is. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, okay. So wait, according to the script, the script may have just helped us out here. Angela is spreading pate on the puff pastry. So maybe okay. you wrap so the, the meat beef? in the pastry and then you put the pate on top of the pastry. Uh, all right. You don't eat beef or maybe I would try this. Yeah. So I, I mean, any kind of meat wrapped in bread well that is that's definitely about. a a beef stroganoff no, no not a beef stroganoff. i mean i'm sorry beef wellington yeah right when it's wrapped in pastry i think so um i mean anything wrapped in pastry sounds fantastic yeah but yeah i don't I'm, eat I'm red meat so what, what do i know so <laughs> tony's like wow this is looking great you know you got your beef you got your pate you got your pastry <laughs> he's like you have all the this ingredients you need here shaping up for a good night <laughs> then he says what happened to your tie <laughs> i know because <laughs> her tie's about two inches yeah. long now <laughs> it just looks like a tassel and still what is she what is she wearing to prepare man she's uh, wearing angela clothes I but know, look I and know, she I even has a little it. angela apron like I know it's, it's it's like got little. It's not like she's just wearing it. Tony's apron. No, because Tony's not wearing that apron. It's she's like, wearing her apron that she probably purchased at some point. Right when she first got married and thought she may cook, and she does not. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Um. And. So <laughs> Tony breaks the news to Angela. That Jonathan's not going to make it. Yeah. So now uh, Angela's a little bummed. She's like, you know, it's supposed to be special. He has to be there. It's our anniversary. And Tony says it's a co-ed camp out. But I mean, at this point too, like she is like tackling that piece of beef, trying to tie a knot around (laughs) it. And it's rolling around. It almost looks like it's a little live piece of meat there rolling around. It's funny you say that. And then like potatoes or something are flying off of it. (laughs) In, oh, in the script, it says that uh, Anna, um, Angela resumes her cooking. She starts to tie her string around the filet of beef as if she's wrapping a present. And Mona says, why don't you just take that to gift wrap? <laughs> <laughs> so maybe she was being all aggressive with it to like lead oh, up to, to that line that oh, either got that cut didn't happen. Okay. or wasn't shot. Oh, but yeah. So Shows what I know. Now it is, it is nighttime. Yeah. And there's also another part cut out of the script where there's a joke about how dinner is supposed to be at 8 p.m. precisely. Mm-hmm. And then Tony says to Mona, five bucks, we don't see meat before 8.30. And Mona says nine, and it's burnt. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> I feel like that could have been a better Mona joke there. 
Then they're wrapping the... Well, he says that five bucks says we don't see meat before eight. Yeah. Is that what he says? Yeah. Oh. And then I could see Mona saying, I bet I'll see some earlier <laughs> or something. That would have been better. That would have been more Mona, right? That is true. That is true. Yes. It's not on my watch or something, or I don't know what she would have said, but a Mona. That is more true. Mona Anything though. about seeing meat before exactly. 830, exactly. I'm just going to jump all over that. Yeah. And maybe that's more of a joke for now. So, okay, now it is the night of, it is 8 oh, right, o'clock. the big night. Yeah. So Angela's it's later in the evening. She's really fancy dress Right. On. She changed out of her fancy cooking attire <laughs> into her <laughs> more fancy dinner attire. And her attire. hair is all done up. Yep, and she's all done nice. up. Okay, so I want to read the description of um, the stage directions that were not done. Oh, okay, good. I so, look forward to this. It says, the table is set up in the living room, three mm-hmm. place settings with three carefully arranged salads. Angela, dressed very nicely and wearing an apron, lights the candles and stands back to look at her work. Wanting everything to be perfect, she moves a flower arrangement from the side table to the dinner table and e- exits into the kitchen. Tony, dressed in slacks and a sports coat, comes downstairs. He goes to the table, looks at it a moment. Wanting everything to be perfect, he moves the flowers back to the side table. Oh, really? (laughs) Angela enters, now apronless, and sees Tony. Yeah, so whether or not that was shot, I don't know. Or, but it doesn't have, but it, no, it couldn't have been shot. I don't even think it was shot. Or if it was a different, it was an alternative. He comes downstairs, she's there. Right. You know what I mean? And then he just basically says that I got to admit it's eight o'clock, dinner's ready. Yep. Yeah, so when he comes in, she's already standing in there um, at the table. They both tell each other that they look very nice. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And they're commenting on, like... What what they're both wearing, you know? What? Like, I don't know, it's just funny, like... Yeah, Angel's... I guess now it was very... Or then it was fancy. Yeah, like, this is kind of Tony's, like, casual dressed-up for I know. dinner look. He's got his pleated pants I'm, on. I'm surprised he didn't have it a suit. It could be worse. It could be a lot worse. Because, you know, before he would have just been in a suit, I That's think. That's true. Um, like, this is his very casual look. Right. Um, so, Mona comes in, and right. after and they've just complimented each other on how nice they look... She walks in wearing clam diggers, a baggy sweatshirt, and some high-top tennis shoes, and she's carrying a bucket. And there's a reason she's wearing clam diggers right. <laughs> and carrying a bucket. So she tells them happy anniversary, and Tony's like, you didn't tell me this party was bring your own bucket. Mm-hmm. So Angela's like, mother, I said dinner would be informal, but this is a little, you know, a little much. I know, Angela's defended. That. Right, right. <laughs> So, Mona's not in proper clothes for dinner at her own house. Well, and it gets even worse because now she's like, oh, about dinner, I got a better offer. I'm going to a clam bake. <laughs> and <laughs> Angela's like, what? So <laughs> This is kind of a funny part. Yeah. When Angela's like, what do you mean? Mona says, clam a bake, clam Angela. Bake. First you dig for clams and then you bake them. <laughs> and then as she walks away, she makes a fantastic, like, crossing cross eyed <laughs> look. Like. And that is not in the script. So oh, okay. that's all. Oh, that was good. It's all Catherine Hellman just doing a little improv- improvisation and, there. And then I love that Angela's like, you're going to miss my beef wellington. Right. <laughs> like, you know that. And then um, Mona says, that's another plus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
like she didn't so, want to be there in the first place for it. Whether or not there even is a clam bake, who knows? I guess maybe. But Mona has only done this because now that it's just the three of them, she's like, I'm going to get myself out of here. Oh, because, yeah. You know, this was Mona's way of, yeah, of moving because, along to get well, they They would have more alone. fun just being alone. Yeah, exactly. Right. Come on. Um, and so Mona says, besides, you don't need me around while you two celebrate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so Angela's, you know, saying that's nothing like that. It's just a simple gesture employer of gratitude. Employer to employee. Yeah, employer to employee. And then Mona says, who, who am I to stand in the way of true employment? <laughs> so she leaves and... Tony says something about Mona go make some waves. Yeah, go make make some waves, yeah. Mona. But and she says, "You bet, kid." But I'm surprised she didn't say "you too" or something like that. Also. I know that would have been better. Now that's not in the script, so either that was made up on set or improvised. I don't know. Um, so now Angela's like, "Okay, well, guess it's just us." Right. <laughs> and Tony's like, "Yep, yeah, just us." So they grab some champagne. They go over to the table. Um, they make a couple of little awkward jokes about, you know, you don't celebrate an anniversary every day. No, probably only once a year. Um, and they get their champagne. You can definitely see Tony Danza's misplaced eyebrow <laughs> in, in one of the shots here. I like that Tony takes the extra salad away. Yes. So he That's clears Tony's away job, the third you know, place like... setting. That's true. I'm surprised he didn't even take it into the kitchen. Um, and Angela's trying to open the champagne, and it pops and hits a light in the ceiling, I'm guessing. That apparently makes the whole room dark. Right. <laughs> so now the whole room is dim. And Tony's like, oh, that's great, but if you wanted to dim the lights, there's a switch on the wall that does that. <laughs> um, so they start pouring the champagne, and they sit down. And Angela says, well, I was going to make a speech for the family, but it seems kind of silly now. So, um, Tony's like, no, no, I really want to hear it. Like, I, I want the whole, you know, um, like the whole experience. The whole experience. Right. Yeah. So she's like, okay. So the she's, full treatment is actually what he says. Yeah. So she's like, okay. So she stands up. She takes a little speech out. She's, <laughs> she's a little written, paper. Yeah, she's written down she, a little piece of paper. And then she hits the glass. Ting, right. ting, ting, ting. Like, there's a bunch attention. of people there. <laughs> right. um, so she goes on to say, like, you know, it's been two years, and I just want to thank you for coming into my life. And not just you, you and Sam, and not just me, Jonathan and mothers too. Right. And then she's like getting a little embarrassed here. So she's like, um, you know, this doesn't really make any sense. And Tony's like, no, 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 go on. But what's a cute ad lib here is when she is talking about Jonathan and mother, mm-hmm. it's not in the script that Tony's like, hi, guys. He looks over to where they would be oh, sitting yeah, if yeah. they were there. That's right. <laughs> Which is cute. Um, so he's trying to get her to go on. And then Angela's like, okay, well, this is where I say a little, some nice things about Sam. Um, and then, okay, and this is where I would say some nice things about you. And she's trying to rush through it because she's really feeling awkward now and she doesn't want to do this. Right. Um, she's like, and then at the end, I just end it by saying how much I've grown to care about you. And Tony's like, that would be me and Sam. And she's like, mostly Sam. <laughs> <laughs> so they do a little toast and then they sit down. So... I miss, you know, they they go on to eat dinner. We don't see any of that. So they do sort of like a little 
what is it? Did they show the outside of the house? Yeah. Yeah. Like a, like little, a little outside shot of B-roll to show that time him, has passed. And he's pouring more champagne. Yeah. So now they've eaten dinner and they're pouring more champagne. She, he says, you know, I really, I got to say that was much better than I expected. And Angela's like, oh, great. Would you like more? And he says, no. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Um, so she's like, you hated it. And he says, I didn't hate it. Um, but I just have one question. What were the little pink thread-like things in the pate? <laughs> God. So gross. <laughs> yeah. She's like, what do they, what do they taste like? And he said, a polyester blend. <laughs> and then she says, I beg your pardon. That tie was 100% silk. <laughs> and she starts laughing. So... They're, like, having a good time. They're joking around. They're laughing. So Tony gets a little quiet again, and then he says, you know, this is really great. Like, how many housekeepers would get this kind of treatment from their boss? And Angela says, well, Tony, you're not exactly just a housekeeper. Mm. And Tony says, you're not exactly just a boss. So... Kind of getting into some, yeah, and they're getting a little into some dangerous territory here. But I love what the scene, the the prompts for the actors here. It says, Angela says, Tony, you've been living here for two years now. And the prompt that Judith Light was given is, Uh I dare you. So I think she's kind of saying like, Okay, so she says, Tony, you've been living here for two years now. And then in parentheses, it says, I dare you. And her next line is, what exactly do you think we are? So I I like that because it's sort of like, you know, are you going to answer this? Like, right. is right, this right, going right. to start something? And then the prompt for Tony Danza for his reply is, to complain at this. To complain at this. So he says, okay, Angela, well, you want to know what I think. And she says, that's why I asked. So a little bit is cut out in the script here because they, I think there's an added piece where he's like, oh, man, like thinking about it and he goes, I don't know. What do you think? And she says, I asked first or something like that. So then he says, okay, um, you want to know what I think? I think maybe we should take this bottle of champagne over to the fireplace. I know. Interesting. And, yeah. And discuss it. And then she says, maybe we should. So... Like, that's pretty bold. Yeah. So if they're going to get up like, now. Something, like something's <laughs> supposed to happen. Right. Now. Go over to the fireplace with a bottle of champagne. They've both been drinking quite a bit already. Yeah. Been and they're going to discuss down it. The, the champagne. Also, like, what is it that they say now? That, like, when guys do something super hot that you could get pregnant by it, basically? <laughs> You have to see memes going around. When he does the little lean on the champagne bottle and says, discuss it, like, Angela's underwear probably should have just fallen off at that point. okay. Like, it is a very suggestive, like, look to her. Right. But, But in true who's the boss style, (laughs) he stands up. My stomach. Right. (laughs) And then... (laughs) <laughs> he grabs his stomach. He's killing me. Right. And he says, like, oh, my stomach hurts or whatever. And then, yeah, it's killing Her me. Her response. <laughs> Her response is, oh, my God, I poisoned you. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. So he, like, is Like, is how trying... bad could the cooking be? Right. With the... the exception of the tie and the pate or whatever. Yeah, even that's not going to hurt you. I guess, yeah. Um. So... 
she she's helping him over to the couch and she's like you're burning up i'm calling the doctor no macho arguments you're too sick you need professional attention and tony's like oh angela we just call the doctor doctor (laughs) so she runs over to the phone so now we go into the kitchen where we see Mona walk in with her little empty clam bu- <laughs> clam bake bucket. No, and she's muttering I mean, apparently to herself. Apparently, the clam bake didn't go well. Yeah, it's some clam bake. I wonder if there's any leftovers. So they must not have found any clams. Where do you go in Connecticut for a clam bake? Oh, it's got to be. I mean, they're near water. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. But so it's got to be a place for. I guess it's May, so it's clam, not that cold. Clamming. Is yeah. it clamming? I have, I have no idea. I don't, clam, clam. I don't understand or know clam anything digging, about I guess. digging for she clams. She had clam diggers on, so she's going clam digging. What is the, so the clam diggers, just so your pants don't get wet? Yeah, because you high, it's like high oh, waters. high waters. Okay. Yeah, so. So she comes in. She starts looking around the kitchen looking for leftovers. And she hears Tony moaning from the living room (laughs) oh angela and she stops in her tracks now what's funny too is in the script tony's next line is oh oh hurry right but in the episode i think he just says like oh oh like he's just making what sounds like orgasm sounds or some sort of leading to orgasm sounds and so mona's like oh Happy anniversary. Right. So she's super excited. But I think that was a pretty... I mean, as a kid, I guess you don't get it. You just don't really understand. Well, I think you get that like something's going on between the two of them, I guess. Yeah, or you just think, not. like, oh, you know why he's yelling. He's yelling because his stomach hurts. So you don't really get the subtext well, of what she what the thinks hell he's... She, Mona's doing. Right. So right? I think... You're wonder. You mean like as a kid, you're wondering why like Mona why thinks that's oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I can see you is. thinking like, oh, like what does that mean? But not really getting it. But I do still feel like that's pretty bold for an 8 p.m. family show because no, I they're agree. clearly I trying agree. to make it sound like that's what. Right. Because in the script it says, oh, oh, hurry, which could make it <laughs> seem... A, what does that mean? I know, like, does he want her to go faster, <laughs> or does that give you the indication that they're not actually doing... You know, that's more of an like indication hurry, that... Hurry, like, get your clothes not, off. <laughs> well, I mean, if he's... I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I would imagine by the noises he's making, if they were actually doing anything, that clothes would have already been off. Well... But... Yeah. I do think it was bold of them to not go with the oh, oh, hurry line, which makes it seem a little less sexual, and then just going straight on with making moaning noises. So I know, but then, like, Mona runs out. Right, and I'm really surprised she didn't try to peek through the door, knowing Mona. Uh, I don't know. I, <laughs> Look, I'm glad Mona's she didn't creepy try to peek enough through the door. Or, or bold here, enough that she would probably try to look to see. Well, here's the thing, like, that... I I have concerns about, or like maybe like Mona, like do you think if Tony's going to take Angela to Pound Town, it's going to be in the middle of the living room? Like, don't you think that would have escalated and gone upstairs into the bedroom? Oh, like, no, alone. it's on. It's on. We are doing this on the couch. The first time we're going to right, that's true. Have yeah, sex. We it's on the couch. It's in the middle of the living room where anybody could come in and. I don't know. Just, no, no, it just seemed odd to me that well, that's Mona a very was like romantic a, But that's Mona, though. But that's also Mona. Right. You know what I mean? Like, right. anything can happen. Oh, it's absolutely. on, you know? So. Right. 
Yeah, I would think it would be upstairs in a bed with that's, the two of them. That's true. That's true. That is like, more we're going to do it over to this couch. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what's happening? Oh, my anyway. God. Anyway. <laughs> well, Mona doesn't, care. Mona doesn't care how it happens. I know. She just she wants, just it, wants to. it to happen. They can have the romantic stuff later. Right. <laughs> right so, now, do it over the uh, dining room table. <laughs> she's like... Ooh, happy anniversary. And so she tiptoes out and leaves them there. She, maybe she went to In-N-Out Burger instead. Or <laughs> I guess so. she went and microwaved. Or maybe went to her place. She, yeah, she microwaved well, a hungry man. Around. Oh, yeah. Link Cuisine. Yeah, that makes I don't sense. Know. I have no idea what was around <laughs> then, what microwave um, dinner was then. So, so she leaves. And now we see a hospital setting. So Angela's pacing back and forth. And a doctor enters and asks... What's great is, and I just noticed this in blank because we, we like to watch it as we, as we do the show, right. is that it says, the, the bomb shot says hospital. There's no like, like it's just a wide shot. Of the, oh, right, right. Uh, it's a wide shot of the hospital and then up and it just says hospital, this is hospital. on the building. Yeah. Doesn't it's say so like... <laughs> What kind of hospital? General Hospital. Or, no, it's just hospital. Or Tarzana, it's whatever. So you, it's her, letting yeah. you know they are this, at the right, hospital. We're at the hospital now. Things have gone south. <laughs> so the doctor comes out. He asks for Miss Bauer. Um, she says yes. And he's like, it looks like your friend's appendix is about to burst. So Angela's And the first thing like, I noticed about this doctor is he's got a mask around his neck. Like, I never would have thought about that. But with the pandemic going oh, on. Oh, that's true. I yeah. I see he has you a mask immediately picture the mask. <laughs> you see the mask. Right. Yeah. So that's funny. Um, he's also very tall. I know. He's a very tall man. Um, and Angela's... He was confused by Angela. Right. Because she's like, his appendix, thank God. <laughs> and he's like, I uh, beg he's your like, pardon? What? Yeah. <laughs> so then she asks him um, to, well, she says, I'm just happy it was food, po- it wasn't food poisoning. He's like, what? And then she's thinking and she's like, cooking couldn't do that to an appendix, right? <laughs> he's like, no. And she's like, what about really bad cooking? <laughs> <laughs> so she's still concerned still that she could have possibly poisoned Tony. So... <laughs> In the actual, like, hospital room where Tony's getting prepped for surgery, a nurse is giving him a shot in his butt. I know, and this nurse does not give a shit. No, no. She's just like... She doesn't have the best bedside manner, Not at all. Funny. So, I just want to point out, so this lady's name is Lily Lehman. Mm-hmm. Um, prolific, is prolific the right word? Extensive character actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, she had done a lot of... Um, like guest spots on shows in the 80s and 90s. Oh, okay. And then I noticed that she's also listed for a show that we watched called Men of a Certain Age. It wasn't on very long, but remember it was like yeah, Ray TBS. Romano and a few, yeah. We really Scott liked that Bacula. show. Yeah, Scott yeah. Bacula. I really enjoyed that show. But I thought maybe she was one of the main characters' wives, but she's not. So I don't, she was in like six episodes, but I don't remember mm. um, her from that. But if we ever can find that show again i'd be interested to see who she played it's probably buried for life um but her no actually i'm sorry i heard some other people talking about that on a podcast i listened to and i Uh, believe it's on hbo max oh really the old episodes yeah i don't even know i think we finished it but i don't remember i think we did so the character's name though is nurse honigblum Honigblum. which is the last name of a writer so i just wanted to point that out that i noticed okay so you know, she's giving him a shot in the butt, and this shot, I guess, is like, I don't know, leading up to whatever they're going to use to knock him out? 
And I think the shot it does knock him out, right? I mean, really? Is that what getting, they used to do? I don't know. Because I remember she says this should make put, you feel better. He was like, oh, and then. But like when you I go into surgery, to, don't they put that thing? They put the thing over your face, and then they say count to ten, and you usually don't get through all the numbers. No, that's when you go to the dentist. No, that's when I. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, here's my what limited knowledge office? of surgery. I've I had my appendix out. But did they is that how they put you to sleep? Yes. Like it was, they put something over your face? Yeah. So oh. remember I panicked. Well Tony got a shot in the ass and that was it. Yeah. Because that's all they do, and then he gets And oh. then he like passes out. But I don't know if that was just like the precursor to the actual anesthesia. I don't know, because normally an anesthesiologist is in charge, but this is TV. But um I do remember they gave me like an Ativan or something because mm-hmm. I was really scared. And then they roll you into the room and then they put a little mask over your face and they say count to 10 or count down from 10. And then the next thing I knew, I woke up. So, I know, but you were like, you were fine until you heard that other man screaming. Yeah. <laughs> this is a whole side appendix story. But I yes. know it is. <laughs> but, but you were fine. And then there was a person coming out of the surgery who was out of his mind screaming and that's when you panicked otherwise you were fine there were two of us that night that needed to have an emergency appendectomy it was me and one other man he was ahead of me and i guess because we were back to back and the same doctor was doing it they wheeled me into the room where they when they wheeled him out yeah and i was in there with you and i was like oh my god what's happening the guy started freaking out when he came out of anesthesia and he was flailing his arms and he was screaming and I, I had never had surgery before, and I started panicking because I didn't know what the heck was happening to him, and <laughs> I was worried that was going to happen to me. Right. So they were like, here's an Ativan, and we're sorry we brought you in here. And then I was fine. Um, but anyway. I so, know. Sorry. But yeah, so I was just confused by the shot in the butt because I just thought that was interesting. But anyway, not... Anytime they ask you to take your pants down in the hospital, you should be concerned. <laughs> Especially if it doesn't have anything to do with... Anything in the lower body. So Tony says, uh, you know, this appendix stuff's pretty routine, right? And the nurse says, well, as with any major surgery, there's always a chance of death. And Tony's like, "What?" Right. So she leaves and Angela comes in. And Angela's like, hi. And she tells Tony, it looks like it wasn't my cooking after all. She's so happy about that. (laughs) And even Tony's like, yeah, I was kind of surprised. So she asks him if he's scared, and he says no. Um, and then the doctor comes in and says, all aboard for major surgery. Now, in the script, Tony says, oh, we don't. I'm sorry. Angela says, are you scared? He says, me? No. What do I have to be scared about? Then the doctor right. comes in and says, all aboard for major surgery. And in the script, it just says, oh, that. Mm. But he must have ad-libbed, hold my hand, where he gets all nervous. <laughs> yeah. so that was cute. So they put Tony on the gurney. But to at wheel some him. point, doesn't he, it comes, somebody says something about it being a routine surgery, and he's like, yes, unless you die. The doctor says the same thing. Yes. Or is that coming up? It is coming up, oh, yeah. So for the, the nurse it. says it first. Right, I know he says it, but I thought we already passed. Um, and then, <laughs> so... Angela's like, don't worry, you're going to be okay. You have to be. What would I do without you? And Tony says, ah, you'd be okay. It might take a while, but eventually you'd learn how to use the vacuum. (laughs) (laughs) So Tony's starting to get groggy now because of the shot in his butt. Right. So the doctor's asking how he's feeling, and he's like, yeah, um, 
I don't know, it says something different in the script than what he actually says, but he's basically to the effect that he's starting to get groggy. Um, and then the doctor says, now, Tony, I want you to know an appendectomy is a fairly routine procedure, but as with any major surgery, there's always a chance of death. <laughs> and Tony says, who picked this hospital? Uh, I know. <laughs> Which is true. I don't. Yeah. I don't think they would ever actually say that. To Nobody you would hospital. say that. <laughs> and Angela's like, "Don't worry, I'm gonna be here when it's over. When they wheel you out, and you're alive, and you're fine." <laughs> so Tony, as they're getting ready to leave, is telling Angela, "Like, listen, if anything happens to me, please take care of Sam." And Angela's like, "Nothing is going to happen to you." And he's right. like, "No, no, you need to listen to me." Like. Um, I, I couldn't have done this without you. Sam really needs a woman, to, and thank you for helping her grow up. And he's basically saying, like, you need to tell me right now that you'll take care of my daughter. So Angela says, like, I, I'd be honored to take care of Sam. Mm-hmm. And so he says, thank you. And then as they're rolling him out, he says to Angela, hey, Angela, I love you. So he kind of falls like, asleep. Right? <laughs> so it was funny when we watched this episode, too, because you were like, what? And then mm-hmm. Angela goes, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> so she <laughs> rushes back out in the hallway. She's trying to get them to wake him back up so that she can <laughs> ask him if he, he said <laughs> what she thinks he just said. <laughs> the doctor's funny, too. Right. Yeah. He's like, I don't, you know, it doesn't really matter to me, but he would enjoy this more if he was asleep. It's surgery more if he was, <laughs> yeah. if he slept. And the shot that they take over the doctor's shoulder, he's so tall that it's like looking straight down on to Judith. Oh, it's crazy. It's funny. Um, so they wheel him out. Angela must go home. So now it's the next morning. <laughs> and Angela's laying her head on the kitchen table and just sort of passed out sleeping. And Mona walks in. She quietly goes over, puts her head, you know, sits down next to her. She's thinking, wow, this she is exhausted from last night. So Mona, after being all quiet, just yells, wake up, as loud as she can in right. Angela's M- ear. Mona's thinking, Angela's so tired from all the living room sex. Right. <laughs> she needs to wake up. Tony really did. They worked. They went to all the furniture. Right. And and now Tony, who knows where he is? Right. Apparently he's, he's still laid out, out in the right. living room. He could be ass up by the fireplace. <laughs> so Mona's like, oh, I'm sorry. Did I wake you? Right. And so Angela's like, I didn't sleep all night long. And the look, the parentheses for Catherine Hellman here as her direction is, this is better than I thought, in parentheses, which is funny. (laughs) That's great. So she's like, really? All night long? (laughs) And she's like, how's Tony? And then Angela says, he's in the hospital. (laughs) Which is even worse. (laughs) (laughs) And the parentheses next to Catherine Hellman for her next line is, in parentheses, her little Angela? <laughs> Which is funny. That is funny. So she says, what did you do to him? And he's, Angela says his appendix burst. She's and Mona's like, well, I've like, never heard of that yeah. before, Mona. <laughs> A hernia, maybe. Like, what's so, happening in, in Mona's bedroom? Right. Hernia. But Angela says, no, Tony got sick right after dinner. They took his appendix out at 2 o'clock this morning. And so now it dawns on Mona that there was something no sex really and something really did happen. Yeah, yeah so she's There's all no she's all, sex. Right, she's all serious now. Is he all right? 
Angela's like, he's fine. The doctor said he'll probably sleep for another few hours. Um, so then Mona says, so everything's okay. And Angela says, no, everything is a mess because Tony told me that he loved me. And now Angela, now Mona's back to, oh, this is looking up again. Right. Okay. The plot, the plot thickens. <laughs> yeah. What she says. So she asks Angela what she said to him. And Angela says nothing because he was unconscious at the time. Um, and Mona's like, that explains it. So she asks Angela, how do you feel about him? And Angela says, he's my housekeeper. He's from Brooklyn. We're totally different. And now, now we're back to that. Right. Like, so, like, a, like a Connecticut socialite <laughs> can't get with the guy from Brooklyn. But here's the thing. So last night she was ready to get up with that bottle of champagne right. and go sit by the yeah, fire. Yeah, let's sit by the fire fireplace and, knock and this discuss out. it. And now this morning, it's like, what are you talking about? He's my housekeeper. He's from Brooklyn. We're totally different. Right. Um, but, like, I don't know. Maybe it was a little bit of the effects of the alcohol. And in the daylight, this is seeming a little different. I guess. So, yeah. yeah. Um, or it's because we need to drag table. this out for seven more years. So, or that. Yeah, that's probably what it is. But Mona basically says, you're not answering the question, do you love him? And I love this next line from Angela because this basically sums up the entire show for them. Exactly. Which is Angela says, what if I did love him and things didn't work out and we ended up not even liking each other and he moved to another state and Jonathan never saw him again and I never saw Sam and I couldn't figure out how to use the vacuum. (laughs) <laughs> right, right. When she adds the, that bit of funny to it, right. but still, yeah, that's that's pretty much what the thought process is. Like, what, right. if, what if they it didn't work out? Then what? Because that's the thing. Like, I mean, anytime you start dating someone, I mean, most of the people that you dated before we met, obviously, all of the people you dated before we met, ended in some way. You know, so it's oh, like, yeah. well, yes, you just have to think. Like, if you're not really sure that this is going to work out for the long run, then is it worth taking a chance? Because it will ruin everything. And they have basically made this little fake family, but that will be over. But the other reality, too, is that if you keep going in this this direction, eventually one of you is going to meet someone. So this family is not going to stay intact one way or the other. That's true. So like, what if Tony met somebody and got married? Right. Or he's Angela. Leaving. Or if she met somebody, Tony's out. I right. Because you can't, you can't just like there. have your husband That's living true. there and then, which is kind of what happened when Michael came home shortly. But True. True. And now Mona asks her, but what if it worked out and it was good? Really good. Um, so she basically encourages Angela to talk to Tony about it. But Angela's embarrassed. Like, one, she doesn't know what to say. And two, she doesn't really know that if he understood what he was saying, if he meant what he was saying, if he will even remember it. So if she brings it up to him, she's risking, like, looking foolish if he doesn't remember it or he just meant, like, you know, thank you. I love you. I love you. A best bud. Right. Love you, buddy. (laughs) Um, So... She says, you know, you really need to talk to him. And Angela says, I will talk I will talk to him if he brings it up. So that's where she leaves it. And Mona calls her a chicken. Of course she does. <laughs> a big chicken. 
So now we're back to the hospital. Uh, Tony's in bed. And then the nurse comes in. And he's... Oh, I guess he's like calling out for Angela or he's he's asking for Angela, something like that. And he looks at the nurse and he's like, oh, you're not Angela. <laughs> yeah. And so she's like, no. And again, this lady doesn't. She's just, I know, she doesn't care. She just wants to go home. She's ready for her shift to be over. She's been there all night long. I kind of don't blame her. Um, so she's <laughs> like, take it easy. You just came out of surgery. And... Um, He's like, I guess I gave everybody a pretty big scare. And she says, not me. I don't even know you. (laughs) (laughs) But she says, your lady friend looked pretty shook up. So Tony's like, oh, yeah, that's Angela. And she she thought that she killed me with her cooking. (laughs) And the nurse puts the thermometer in his mouth. And then he, she keeps having to take it back out because he keeps talking again. Yeah, well, she, he keeps taking it out. Right, She's right. got it back in his mouth. Yeah. So she says to him, no, she seemed to be fine with the idea that she could have tried to kill you with her food, but it was when you told her that you loved her that she got real jumpy. <laughs> so he takes the thermometer out again, and he's like, what? So she says, yeah, you surprised her quite a bit, too. So Tony's like, oh, no, like, I shouldn't have said that. She's my boss. What am I going to do? And the nurse is like, you're going to put this thermometer back in your mouth. She's getting frustrated with them. (laughs) Or I'm going to have to find another way to take your temperature. (laughs) Which we all know what that means. Right. Um, But so Tony's worried because he's thinking that he's ruined everything now. And that like Angel's going to be upset with him. And it's going to be awkward for him to still live there. So Angela comes in holding some flowers and the nurse is like, okay, well, never mind. He's never going to keep the thermometer in his mouth now. So she just puts her hand on his head and, and knows that his temperature is fine. Because she does this all the time. <laughs> so Angela comes in with some daffodils and then Which tries Tony to set them. Which Tony apparently likes. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Um, Tony looks like a daffodil type of guy. So he does. He, he's not going with just regular carnations or something. He's fancy with his flowers. So she goes to put it on his stomach. <laughs> which... I know, like where he just had the surgery. Yeah. Um, I know, that was so ridiculous. So he takes the card and he reads it. And it says, get well soon. And he's like, oh, thanks. How did you think of that? <laughs> so now there is a part here in the script that is not in the episode. So he says, get well soon. How did you think of that? And she just shrugs. And he says, what is this scratched out here? And he reads L, O, and then Angela's like, oh, that's lots of luck. But I didn't think it seemed right to convey my feelings. So he's like, oh, oh, yeah, you're right. Yours truly, Angela Bauer, is much better. (laughs) Yours truly. So it seems like she went to go write Love, Angela, but then was like, what if he remembers the love? And then he's going to think, I'm saying that I love him back. And then what if he... So it looks like she was trying to write Love and then overthought it and then just decided to scratch it out and write Yours Truly, Angela Bauer. (laughs) So Tony says... he, He says about... Listen, about last night... And Angela's like, yeah, she's a little apprehensive. She doesn't know if he's going to bring it up or what. And he says, it was a great dinner. The whole evening was great, right up until they wheeled me into surgery. (laughs) Right. Then at that point, it was bad. Right. So then Angela takes a little bit of a leap by saying, yeah, speaking of when they wheeled you into surgery. And Tony says, yeah. And she says, you must have been pretty groggy. And he says, yes, I was. 
And she says, you probably don't remember anything you said. Now, the prompt for Tony Danza for his next line is, all right, he'll go for it. And so he says, well, actually, I do remember saying something. And then Angela says, what was that? But then the prompt says that he can't do it. And he says, ow. (laughs) And Angela says, yeah, that's what I remember, too. Um, So she says, you know, you're probably tired and I'm going to let you get some sleep. So she says that she'll be back later. So she leaves and everything here that happens is in the script, which is um, that she leaves. Tony looks at the empty doorway. Then he closes his eyes. Right. Then Angela returns and looks as if she wants to say something more, but sees that he's asleep. Right, he rolls over and closes his eyes. Right, so she looks at him and then leaves again, and then Tony opens his eyes, but she's not in the doorway anymore, and she's gone. So this is why I feel like this episode really has like a season finale feel here. They really let this whole scene breathe. It's, you know, just like a lot of sounds of the hospital. Yeah. It's kind of these poignant shots going back and forth between the two of them. So um, I feel like this was a good, you know, ending for this season. I feel like, you know, the first season ended on a high as far as like their relationship opened up strong on their relationship. And so now they're closing out season two with a strong um, scene here. So I want to play a quick clip. So there is a tag in the script for this episode, and I'll, I'll read it because there are a few things that tie back in, which are cute. But um, I want to play a clip from Tony Danza. I can't remember exactly what year this was shot, but I think it was probably, I'd say about 10 to 12, 10 to 15 years ago. Um, where he did an interview for the Television Academy, much like the ones that Judith Light has done that I've played before. And he explains a little bit as to why, um, you know, Tony kind of felt like he wasn't right for Angela. You know, Tony and Angela, um, he absolutely loved her. He was always insecure that she was above his... his, uh, his, status he uh, he um, he loved the fact that she was a uh, independent woman and uh, and even though he uh, <laughs> made fun of her uh, cooking skills he really was enchanted by her intelligence and about her 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 ability to make her way in the world you know and deal with her mother and you know, all the things she did. Um, I think he, uh, I think he had a hard time seeing himself with her. That's what I do. So I thought that was interesting because, like, that's the motivation that Tony Danza has in his head when he's playing this character. Right. Which is that, you know, he has a crush on her or he loves her, as is in love with her in some capacity. Like something's going on, but... Yeah, he but he just thinks, like, how... It could never happen. Right. You know? Because, you know, she dates wealthier men, businessmen, right. and he's probably, He's just some guy from Brooklyn. Right. And he probably wants her to have, you know, everything that she wants in life, and he considers her going with him sort of a sacrifice because 
she would always have to work as hard as she does or whatever. But not, but like Angela works because she wants to, not because she has to. Right, right. But also because they need to keep them apart for five more years to keep the show going. I know. (laughs) It's just the real (laughs) reason. I know. Um, Is that one of our cats? Yeah, he's yelling at us. So there is a tag that was written, which I'll read through because I thought was pretty cute. Um, so I'm glad that they didn't do it because I do like the way that this episode ended. Yeah, which is him laying in the hospital room, and Angela <laughs> <Right>. leaving. <laughs> no, but I mean it was the moment. Yeah, that we well, it was went both over. of them kind of right. right. Like was, she peeks in, he's asleep. Right, right. She leaves, he's away. Right. And then, it shows that they both kind of like we're gonna go back and maybe say something to one another. Right. Um, so we're still it's still open. Um, okay, so in the tag, Jonathan's seated in a chair wearing a t-shirt and shorts. And this his is le- a tag that you're, that's in the script. Yeah. But not in the show. Right. Which is what you said. Oh, I'm sorry. Sure everybody yes, knows yes. That. Um, his arms and face are dotted with calamine lotion. <laughs> oh, Jonathan, why did happened. all the mosquitoes at camp have to pick on me? Oh. Tony says, I guess they like little wasps. Oh. <laughs> Wait, What? <laughs> <laughs> this makes sense. Um, Jonathan says, I'm never going outside again. Now, Sam and Mona come in carrying grocery, grocery bags, ad lib hellos, how are yous, and groans. Sam carries the groceries towards the couch. I guess that's like she's bringing them to Tony instead of going in the kitchen. Tony says, funny, Sam, but just remember someday I'll be able to move again and you're mine. Well, hang, so hang Sam on. runs into the kitchen with the groceries. Okay, but hang on. Mm-hmm. So this just in, according to Urban Dictionary, a wasp stands for a white Anglo-Saxon Protestant. Oh, Protestant, yeah. Why? So you knew that? Yeah. Oh, you knew that already. Yeah. Okay. He called her... But it a- says uh, Protestant often refers to an affluent people living in New England area. Yeah. It's just supposed to be like okay. stuck up white people, basically. Oh, okay. Um, he's, oh, he's well, called, you knew that, and I didn't. Sorry. You're like, oh, wasp. I'm like, well, wasp must mean something. And oh, as you're I'm talking, sorry. I quickly looked I it up. I didn't know that you didn't know. I know. I think I did, and I just, I don't yeah, know. I'm old. I forgot about it. That brain cell's um, gone. Yeah, I can't remember. He called Angela that, too. Um, okay, so we've read. Yeah. <laughs> we in a previous episode. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So, um, okay. Now... Okay, so Sam goes running into the kitchen to put the groceries away. Now Mona says, okay, I got everything you asked for. Comic book, comic books for you, young man, handing them to Tony, and girly magazines for you, handing them to Jonathan. Oh. Then she says, wait a minute, that's not right. And she makes a switch. And Jonathan, snapping his finger, says, rats. No, he thought he was going to get Playboy. <laughs> right. I know, so Penthouse. did Mona really, like, what magazine did... I don't know. <laughs> did Mona, is he just going to sit on the couch and sit there and read some Penthouse I letters? I guess so, or, sure. Or maybe Penthouse the Girly Magazine was just more like... Sports F- Illustrated F- Swimsuit. Yeah, FHM or Sports Illustrated or something. Well, there was no FHM then. Well, whatever the equivalent, the equivalent was at okay. the time, yeah. Right. Yeah, I don't know. So, um, Angela enters from kitchen. She carries a tray with two glasses of juice. She, Angela says, okay, juice for my sick little boys. She hands juice to Jonathan and Tony. Tony, like a sick little boy, says, is it fresh? Angela says, yes, I squeezed it myself and I took all the seeds out. 
And Tony says, you weren't wearing a tie, were you? No. <laughs> the, the phone rings. Angela goes to answer it. She says, hello? Yes, just a minute. It's Dr. Carter. Now, Tony's nervous. It says the hypochondriac. He says, oh, God, I bet he left a sponge in me or his watch. I think I hear it ticking. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Angela says, it's for mother. And Tony says, oh. So now Mona, taking the phone, says, hello? Why, yes, Dr. Carter, Saturday night sounds like fun. Of course. But I must warn you, as with any procedure of this nature, there's always a chance of death. But it'll be worth it. Ah. And on Tony's reaction, we freeze frame. So how did Mona even know the doctor? I don't know. So somehow Mona got a date with the doctor who took out Tony's appendix. Yes. So even though ma- she was never at the hospital. Right. Unless she maybe were to assume that she went to the hospital like pick him up, pick up Tony or something, yeah, and then that's met true. the doctor, immediately made a, I would say love connection, but really just lust love connection, connection, and then got a date with him. Right. <laughs> so yes. That is the end of the episode. It, uh, in the script. Right, right. Yeah. That's a heck of a tag. I mean, I guess for you to read it all seems yeah, like it would have been I mean, longer than it really was. I had to read still. all the stage directions and stuff, so yeah, it probably went faster that they, than they that. They cut but, everything. It's kind yeah. Of but it's kind of cute in the way that it ties back in Jonathan and his regrets for going I know, on the... That's true. That's true. The Trailblazer. Um, and then, of course, it brings back that line of... Uh, get, uh, you get... The third line of, as I must warn you, procedure of this nature or whatever. As I must warn you. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> do you want to do rating first? What do I don't think? know. I did I rating first last time. You did? Yeah. Okay, then I'll go first. Okay. Um, this episode I thought was a seven and a half. 7.5. Nice. Is that what we're doing? Yeah, seven and a half. Yeah. Um, yeah, overall it's a good episode. Um it had its moments with with uh, Angela cooking, and um, and like Tony being leery of her cooking, right. and everybody kind of bailing out right away. And people thought it was because of Angela's cooking, um, and just like it overall, it had really good like feel good moments. You thought something was going to happen, um, and honestly, I watched it kind of not remembering this episode, right, which I know yeah. you. You knew all about it. I had watched it more recently. I mean, and I yeah. seemed like as it was going, I'm like, okay, I know what's about to happen. I know what's about to happen because I started to realize, yes, I do remember this episode. Right. Like when the, like I knew something happened with him, but I didn't know it was his, his appendix or whatever. It is funny how that stuff comes back to you as you're watching it. Right. I'm like, okay, yes, I do remember that. Yeah. But um, but yeah, overall, it was a very enjoyable episode. So I gave it a seven and a half. Nice. I. Yeah. I went 8.5. Oh, oh 8.5. Yeah. Wow. I, went I almost high went 8. On this one. I almost went I 8. Know, you're I know, usually you like went, a half off. I know, and I, you usually, I feel like you think that I rate too high or too low either way. Oh, you're, you can rate however you want. I know, high. but yeah. <laughs> I don't want you to judge me. But no, that's, um, that's interesting. But I thought 8 was pretty solid. Yeah, only because it really, it's kind of. I'm sorry, 7.5. Um, there's a lot to unpack and there's a lot mm-hmm. of subtext and a lot of th- things that you can, if, you know, if you watch this episode 17 times for this podcast, um, you know, there are like a lot of little things that it brings up of the whole fact of like, what are they, what, what are they risking if they take the chance? What are they right. risking if they don't take the chance? True. That's um, good. Yeah. You know, why does Tony feel like he's not good enough for her? 
would would Angela really be okay with dating someone who is her housekeeper? Like, there are going to be a few episodes next season, one in particular, that really deals with this. And I think they it makes them realize that it's not quite as cut and dry as they think. So, yeah, it just kind of brings up a lot of the points as to what makes this situation kind of unique yeah, with having him as her housekeeper. And what, what's great about it, and I mean, I remember watching this show, and I watched every, every single episode as a kid. But, like, I actually don't remember when they get together. And I know it's late. And Right. You probably had stopped watching the series, by the time they get together. I don't know. I mean, I remember I remember Alyssa Milano growing up. Like, I think right, I mainly right. watched it because of her. Right. We are exactly the same age. Right. Like, almost, I, almost to the day. So, I remember having a crush on her all throughout. Right. Like, in every season, I'd be like, oh, she looks great. You know, or whatever. So, I know I watched it all, but I just don't. And I, I know they, I remember them getting together, but I always thought it was earlier. Right, I know, right? You would think the natural, yeah, I, the realistic, the natural. I know we've talked about this before. Yeah, um, timeline would be like for me. I think season four would really be the latest. And so this episode seems- believes leads you to believe something's going to happen next. Oh, okay, this right. is the way it ends. Yeah, next okay. season next something's season, definitely going to happen. Right. Yeah, guess yeah. guess what? No. <laughs> It's funny because we both watched this show for Alyssa Milano, but I feel like for very different reasons. <laughs> You're darn right. <laughs> I wanted to be Alyssa Milano. And I just wanted right. Alyssa Milano. <laughs> Which was okay at the time because you were also a child. I was, the, we, yeah, like right, I said, right. we were the same yes, exact age. Right. <laughs> so it was okay. Right. Who's the boss around here? Me? Or my mother? Or maybe it's you! I went with Mona as the boss for this episode. And the reason is because once she realized that both of the kids weren't going to be there, she bailed Mm -hmm. to try to get them alone. Um, Then once the next morning happened and Angela explained that Tony said that he loved her, she was really pushing Angela to think about this. Um, So I kind of feel like she was trying to lead them in that direction in this episode. Hmm. Okay. I actually agree with you. Nice. I think the, for those exact reasons. I thought reasons, you weren't the way you said, you said, hmm. Oh, well, no. I was just trying to, you know, <laughs> keep people listening. Right. <laughs> no, I, I agree. I agree 100% on what you said, all the things you said. I mean, even though she was only in the episode here and there, and even though she thought that they were going to town in the living room, and then she thought she succeeded. <laughs> He's like, I did my I did my work it. is done yes. here. I'm leaving the kitchen. <laughs> I'm gonna go start my picking out diggers. invitations for the wedding. That's right. Yep. Because it's on in the in the in the uh, living room. But yeah, for the most part, yes, same th- same thing. Because for Angela and Tony, it was hard to pick right. one or the other because it was still they were like tiptoeing around it. So so wait, what if Jonathan is actually the genius here? And he, he decided to, not to go. And then he told Mona, make other plans. <laughs> because he's still trying to work on his Jonathan Plays Cupid uh, Oh, yeah. yeah. Plan. I mean, that's pretty far-fetched, but yeah. <laughs> we can go with that. That would have been fantastic. <laughs> it would have been, that actually. actually. was any proof that that could have been what happened. I know, because he he's a pretty smart kid. He is. They, I mean, they portray him to yeah. Okay, so you can reach us at... Who's the Boss Podcast on Instagram? Who's the Boss Pod 1 on Twitter? 
or go to Facebook. We have a Who's the Boss podcast page or anchor.fm slash WTBB podcast. And there you can leave a voice message that we can play on the air. So for the next episode, we are going to cover Charmed Lives, mm. which was... I can't wait. A pilot spinoff for a show with Fran Drescher and Donna Dixon. And then we're moving on to season three. Oh my goodness, season three. I know. It's crazy. That's the last season, right? <laughs> no more after that? We're not even halfway. Oh my God. Yeah, so <laughs> we might need to pick up the pace to make it in time. What do we do? I don't know. I really don't. Combine episodes and make people listen to two episodes at the no, same time. No, no. It would still be one episode, but maybe oh. we need to go to like three times a week or something to try to get them out before. I'm just worried. But that they're still going to, oh, you mean release them? Oh my gosh. We have to, we'd have to get them done faster. I know, which we're doing impossible. okay, but yeah. Um, I just, my fear is then like in six months, they're going to be like, oh, the reboot's in three months. And then we're still like in season four. But what can we do? Okay. Uh, nobody wants to hear this conversation. I know. But thank you very much for listening, and we will see you next time. <laughs> Bye. Right. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and tell all your friends and give you a big pat on the back. Bye. I added some extra.